Rick, 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 yeah. Back it down to business. I don't got no time to play around with this shit. This is Wicket's World with Mike Wicket on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Woo! Been a couple of weeks since we've been on. Happy to be back. We, uh, you know, the show's only a Friday show. And so the last couple of Fridays have been Christmas and New Year's or Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So I am very happy to have had a couple of days off. Glad to be back. Hopefully you have had yourself a wonderful holiday season and a happy New Year. By the way, when do we stop saying Happy New Year? Kira, any idea when we stop saying Happy New Year? Mm, February? There is a research that has been done. Yes, there has been research that has been done. The two times that most people stop saying Happy New Year, A, if you've already wished someone a Happy New Year, you don't have to say it to them anymore, which, I don't know, I guess the most people I wish Happy New Year to... I see on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, and that's kind of it. The second most popular answer is January 6th. I don't know why. Yesterday would have been the last day to wish someone a happy new year, and I'm not 100% certain why that would be. Well, it's like a, it's really close to a full week. It's like a a work week. It's five days. Sure. Yesterday was Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any more sense, but whatever. So. Uh, if you have been to wished anybody a happy new year, according to research, you're done. You are over. Get it done because that is it. All right. Uh, God bless. We have a lot to get to. And, and I feel like what, we're going to talk about the biggest stories in the NFL this week. And I wish they had more to do with stuff on the field. I am going to get to the games that have football, that have playoff significance coming up this weekend. I'm going to get to Antonio Brown because, man, that story just keeps changing and it keeps getting worse and worse or better and better. Whatever side you're on, it's got a ton of twists and turns. But speaking of twists and turns, you know, today I am donning my new Green Bay Packers hoodie that I got for Christmas. And Kira, would you like to see what's on the back here? What do you, what's that say on the back? Uh, I, oh, God, I actually can't read it. Uh, what's that name? Ten. Number, ten love. Ten, ten, number ten. <laughs> got my Jordan Love hoodie. All right. I am investing in the future. Although, after the season that Aaron Rodgers has had as a Packers fan, you know, six months ago or three months ago, I would have said, yep, this is it. Swan song. Rodgers is going to be done. I hope he wins the MVP. I hope he wins the Super Bowl. And then, clean break. Maybe he retires. Maybe they trade him. Whatever. And it's Jordan Love time. So I told my wife, I said, I want a Jordan Love jersey. I want to be in early like buying Bitcoin six years ago. I want to get in on the Jordan Love. uh, The name of one of my fantasy teams was the Jordan Love Fan Club. I'm not pushing Rodgers out the door. I don't think the Packers are better with Jordan Love. Uh, When you have the greatest thrower of the football in the history of the NFL, you have a better chance to win than you do with a rookie. Basically, Jordan Love, a rookie, second-year guy, one start, whatever. But I will say that in the last couple of months... Watching Aaron Rodgers and listening to Aaron Rodgers talk somewhat glowingly about his relationship with General Manager Brian Gutekunst, I am not 1,000% sure this was the best Christmas gift to ask uh, for from my wife. Because I don't know if Rodgers is going to be gone. I don't know if it will be, you know, Jordan Love time. I'm, I think when the season began, I believe most people, Packers fans or not, thought, all right, 
the last dance photo, all the commentary, the disdain between he and management. I think most people, doesn't matter if you're a Packers fan, Bears fan, Vikings fan, Chiefs fan, whatever, probably felt this is it, that Rodgers is done. Like 99% certain, right? And then what does he do? He goes out and has an MVP campaign, according to most people. We'll get to that. And so, how in the world can you trade the two-time MVP? How is that even possible for a team to do? And so I, I feel, and, and by the way, if you go back to when Aaron Rodgers took over for Brett Favre, he didn't take over till after year three. 39 starts is, is how long it took for Rodgers to get the reins from Favre. So even, you know, if they keep love and figure out a way to keep Aaron Rodgers, it's still, you know, the timelines still don't quite totally match up. There's still a lot of time for love to sit watch before the game equivalency is there between Rodgers and Favre and Rodgers and love. So I know in this era of NFL quarterbacks, the key is look at Cincinnati, look at Buffalo, look at the Kansas City Chiefs, get your guy up to speed, start him and win when he is cheap. And that is exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs did with with, uh, Patrick Mahomes. That's what the Bengals are trying to do with Joe Burrow. And while they have he and Jamar Chase under very, you know, affordable contracts, Josh Allen's contract doesn't kick in for another year or two with the big, 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 big money in Buffalo. Mahomes, massive money starts next year. So there, there's, that's the, the way to win in the National Football League, according to many. But I don't know what you do with Aaron Rodgers if he's going to play like this again next season if you do keep him. Now, Rodgers has been playing as well as anybody since week one with the game in the middle that he missed. But since week one, he has been the most consistent and most consistently great quarterback and, and maybe player in the NFL. I will listen to anybody who has an argument for Brady, Jonathan Taylor, or Cooper Cup. My ballot, and I don't have one, I'm not a Hall of Fame voter, although we're going to hear from a Hall of Fame voter in just a second. But my ballot goes Rodgers 1, Jonathan Taylor 2, Cooper Cup 3, Brady 4. If I had a vote, that's the way it would be. Brady, to me... He's, he's, been very, he's been great in a lot of games where he's thrown three, four, and five touchdown passes, but he's also had the dud games. Rodgers has been a consistently good to great to phenomenal quarterback for this entire year. So he's playing like an MVP, and most people, including all the betting sites, they've got Rodgers as the favorite to win the MVP. Well, there are 50 people that vote for the National Football League MVP, and one of them's name is Hub Arkish. And maybe you've heard Hub's name before. Maybe you had never heard Hub's name before this week. Hub's in, I, want to, I don't want to say hot water, and I'm not here to defend a member of the media versus all of the attacks that athletes and fans across the country are waging on him. So he was on with Danny Parkins, a friend of mine who's been on this show before from WSCR Radio, The Score, up in Chicago. And if you haven't heard it by now, you're not really allowed to tell people who you are voting for. I don't know what the rules are in telling who you aren't voting for, but that is exactly what he has said about Aaron Rodgers and what he told Parkins when he was on The Score earlier this week. Did you reveal that you're not voting for Aaron Rodgers? Is that correct? 
I did. Yeah, I mean, I've been pretty consistent about that all year. Um, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than, than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And, and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. Do I think he's going to win it? Probably. He probably will win it. He's the odds-on favorite to win it. Uh, they have a game against Detroit coming up this weekend where he most likely will go in for a half, maybe three, throw a couple of touchdowns, get out, leave that. And, and I wonder, too, you know, when, and we'll get to Rodgers' response because that's what Rodgers does, but I wonder at that point, were people thinking, was anybody on the line listening or on, you know, wavering, trying to figure out any of the 50 voters do I vote for Aaron Rodgers or do I not vote for Aaron Rodgers? Because if you're on the fence, do you factor in the vaccination stuff? As you know, Rodgers had the drama-filled offseason where he was not coming back to Green Bay. He's done. He was in uh, Hawaii with Shailene Woodley. Training camp was starting. They get him back in. He goes on the fire and brimstone press conference where he wages war and you know, gets everything out that he's been feeling, talking about players that should have been around longer, that he wants some more say in personnel, that he's earned that. And I wouldn't be surprised to say, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. I mean, he's the, one of the great quarterbacks the game has ever seen. He says guys come to Green Bay to play with him. He got to air his grievances. He had his own Festivus back in August. And so that was the off season. And as we know, the new NFL rules, everybody, you know, they want everyone to get vaccinated. The rules are different. They're a little more lenient for those that were vaccinated as opposed to those who are non-vaccinated. And Rodgers went through the whole immunized drama. I don't need to rehash the whole thing. He was asked, are you vaccinated? He said, yeah, I'm immunized. Now, no one followed that up. That's on the media for not following it up. And then we go through the season. He tests positive. Then there's the drama. Then he goes to the Pat McAfee show. And, and this whole firestorm is brewing. So there's Hub telling you on the score that he is not voting for Rodgers because he is, quote, the biggest jerk in the league. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is the biggest jerk in the league. I think if you were to rank him, he's somewhere in the middle. Rodgers doesn't get along with any of his family. We know that. Rodgers didn't get along with Mike McCarthy. We knew that. Rodgers uh, didn't get along with Brian Gutekinds, the current general manager. We all know that. Didn't really get along with Ted Thompson towards the end, the former GM. We all know that. I think his, his teammates like him. I, I know fans, for the most part, on the field are, are big fans of him. But I don't think he's the biggest jerk in the league. I think, much like voters in baseball for the Baseball Hall of Fame, there are some people, and ballots are out right now and getting returned for the Baseball Hall of Fame right now, and I, that's a conversation I could have at a later time. But there are people who will never vote for Barry Bonds or never vote for Roger Clemens because of character. Clemens and Bonds both have the PED history. Bonds has been a jerk towards media since he was a high school star, since he was playing high school or college ball at Arizona State. And therefore, I think this is the last year he can get in the Hall of Fame. I, I would check on that before I really claim to it, but I think this is year 10 for Bonds, which is wild for me to say. I don't know if Bonds can get in after this year. I don't know if he's going to have the votes to get in. He's a PED user. We know that. His head grew a million sizes. But there are people who will look at the numbers for PED guys or jerks or whatever 
and not give them the benefit of the doubt and not vote for them and not be on their side. And that is where Hub is at right now. The MVP race is close. It's Rodgers and Taylor and Cup and Brady. It's a quarterback league, so you're probably going to say it's Rodgers and Brady. And if the vote is that close, what's the deciding factor? Well, who cost their team a game on the road at Kansas City? Who left the fan base and the organization in flux about his future in the offseason? Both of those are Rodgers. Neither of those is Brady. Now, I still, listen, this is just me trying to get inside the mind of Hub Arkish because I'm still voting for Rodgers as the MVP of the league. Even if I wasn't wearing a Green Bay Packers hoodie, I'd still vote for Rodgers. Brady's fourth on my ballot. But this is what voters like Hub Arkish are looking at, the offseason. How can you be valuable to your team if you held the organization hostage during the offseason? How can you be the MVP if you wouldn't even get vaccinated to potentially cost your team a game that could potentially cost your team playoff seeding, which, by the way, it wound up not. They're still the number one seed. They'd have a bye next week into the divisional round. The playoffs in the NFC come through Lambeau Field. Potentially the NFC championship game could be at Lambeau Field. So it, it's kind of a wash of what happened with that Kansas City game and that week and all that drama with the Kansas City game. I will note this. You know, we knew Kirk Cousins of the Vikings was not vaccinated. And he was found to be positive with COVID, unvaccinated last Friday. Had to miss the game at Lambeau Field. I don't know if they were actually going to have a chance to win that game, but the Vikings could have used Cousins and not Sean Mannion at quarterback on Sunday Night Football had they somehow pulled out a win. Had the Vikings pulled out that win on Sunday, Cousins can't play potentially in a playoff game or in a game that would send them to the playoffs. This game against the Bears they have coming up on Sunday. Game doesn't matter. The Vikings are eliminated, so it's all moot. I bring that up because of this. 90 days from when Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. He doesn't have to get tested for 90 days. That's the league rule. 90 days is the week before the Super Bowl. So, if the Packers do get to the NFC Championship game, and they do win the NFC Championship game, if Rodgers, who is unvaccinated, tests positive, say, a Wednesday... Before the Super Bowl, Jordan Love plays in the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers would not play in the Super Bowl because he would not be vaccinated and not enough time will have passed for an unvaccinated player to play in the Super Bowl. That's where Hub Arkish is coming from. Yeah, you, call, you, you cost your team a game because you were unvaccinated. I'm saying, what, if, what happened to Cousins or what happened to Kirk, uh, Carson Wentz happens to Rodgers the week of the Super Bowl. And I know I'm putting the cart before the horse. They have to get past the Lions this week. Everybody has to rest up. They have to then get past their first two playoff matchups to then get to that possible situation involving the Super Bowl. But we can dream. (laughs) So that brings us back to Aaron Rodgers. And his response as he met the media this week, here's what Aaron Rodgers had to say when he was asked about the comments from Habarkish. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But I mean, to and I listened to the comments, but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime, in the off season, that you know I had zero chance of winning the MVP. In my opinion, should exclude future votes. 
you know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. Because he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. His problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude, come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum. It's not about that, though. It's okay. Let's stop. <laughs> Can we? This is the MVP of the league and a seasoned writer calling each other names. This is ridiculous. This is so dumb. This is just stupid. Um, to go through what Rogers had to say there, no one knows who he is. No one knew, had ever heard of him. I've had Hub on my on radio programs, various radio programs, in my 20-year career a lot. Hub is a very well-established, well-known writer based out of Chicago. Um, a lot of people know who Hub Arkish is. More people know who Hub is this week than ever. Uh, Rogers said that he's never met him. He's never had a conversation with him. I don't believe that. The Packers and, Bla- and Bears play twice a year, every year, once at Lambeau and once at Soldier Field. I guarantee you Rodgers and Hub have spoken, all right? And I guarantee you Rodgers knows everything Hub Arkish has ever said about him because Aaron Rodgers holds a grudge. Aaron Rodgers has a downloadable memory that's like a terabyte in, the, in his head. He remembers everything. I do kind of agree that... I, I don't know if Hub should have his vote taken away. But to me, this is an award that's based what happens on the field. Always has. All right. I've never heard of any off-season drama involving anybody else who's ever won an MVP being factored into the decision of these guys that vote. I don't think he should have his vote taken away. I think maybe this off-season you could see some of the qualifications of what a vote should go towards. Maybe streamlined, outlined, detailed, anything like that. And I don't want to get political, but Rogers knows what he's doing. He's a very smart guy. When you drop the word collude into your explanation, you are pandering to one side. And he said it on the McAfee show when he first dropped it. You know, the left is going to want to cancel me. The right is going to want to this. He's make, he is, he, you know who he's trying to side with when he drops the word collude into it. He wants to appeal to conservatives. And whether or not that's good or bad, that's what he's doing right there. I do think it's ridiculous that we, you know, if, if Hub is only going to vote for vaccinated players, I kind of like the MVVP, the most valuable vaccinated player. I thought that was a pretty good line by Rogers. He's still my number one, followed by Taylor, followed by Cup, and then Brady. That's the way I would vote it. This is all ridiculous. It's just a battle of words. Um, and, and Rodgers, I think, plays well on, on Sunday for a half. Treat it like a, the second preseason game. All the starters are going to play in this one for the Packers that we know of. Uh, go out, put a stamp on it, throw some touch, touchdowns, get off the field, get healthy, get that foot rested up for, for the playoffs. Coming up, more drama in the NFL. And it stems from a guy that has had a drama-filled career. We'll get to that next. Like ESPN Des Moines on Facebook and watch Wicket's World live in real time. This is 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Wicket's World here on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. What's up? Happy Friday. So... 
I'm going to tell you what's coming up this weekend here on ESPN Des Moines, and it's tentative because of the way this has been going. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, a lot of college basketball has been getting canceled because of COVID. So tonight, we're scheduled. I saw Hunter leave. He's, he was in the building yesterday. I saw him leave with his, you know, his professional-looking outfit. Hunter Phillips has Drake women. Uh, the Drake women's basketball team is at Loyola Chicago today. 5.30 for the pregame. 6 o'clock tip. Is that right, Kara? Maybe? All right, cool. And then tomorrow, we are scheduled to have Drake men play against Evanston, Evansville, in hoop. What time? You can just tell me on the microphone. What time is it? <laughs> tip is at what time? 4 o'clock. So 3.30 pregame with, with Michael Admire. And they're at Evansville. And then on Sunday, the Drake women are supposed to be at Valparaiso. Now, we, again, COVID has been canceling a lot of stuff. But the Drake women are supposed to be at Valpo on Sunday. And then after that, we have back-to-back -back NFL games. We'll, cut, we'll jump into the uh, Colts and Jaguars game. Indy needs that one to lock up a playoff spot. They should get it, but you never know. It's the NFL. And then after that, Buffalo and the Jets. Buffalo can clinch the AFC East. So... We have a lot of live sports for you, as always. And then Monday, we got Bama and Georgia in the national championship game. So if you're looking for live sports, we always have something for you here on ESPN Des Moines. Maybe. So <laughs> when are we going to write the remix of the Elton John song? Which Is one? that Elton John? Yeah, we're not, we're not doing it. Buffalo and the Jets. Not bad, Kara. <laughs> not bad. So we just got done talking about the Aaron Rodgers drama, right? And the Aaron Rodgers drama is what it is been very dramatic for the entire season. And then there's Antonio Brown, which every day this story gets weirder and weirder. And every time I hear about Antonio Brown, I always say to myself, I don't care. I don't, but I keep getting sucked in because it's so good. It all started with Sunday, a game against the Jets. The Buccaneers were losing and Twitter exploded when AB left the field. That's Antonio Brown without his uniform, we are told without his jersey and running out of the field. I don't know if that could have been a penalty. All right, Jen Hale, get after that. We've got to find out what's going on there. She's got to catch him first. It's unbelievable. He's had his issues off the field. Now he's on the field creating an issue. Guys, very odd situation. <laughs> Antonio Brown boiled over, very upset on the sideline, took off his shoulder pads. Mike Evans, O.J. Howard trying to convince him to keep them on. Obviously, they were unable to do so. He tossed his shoulder pads, stripped off his shirt and gloves, threw those into the crowd, then ran across the field while the teams were still on the field, giving the crowd a peace out sign. I think everyone should, should be very compassionate and empathetic towards Brady. Um, some very difficult things that are happening. He is no longer a buck. All right, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game. All right, so that was Brady and Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Bucks, after the game on Sunday, after on Fox with the play-by-play -play there. So I I've never seen that before. Not in real life. It happened in the movie Slapshot, but it this is a real story. So he leaves the field. And as I'm following this on Twitter, the next thing I see about any of this is Antonio Brown outside of the Jet Stadium on his phone waiting for an Uber. <laughs> like, like any of us would after a bar night or whatever. There's A.B. He took his shirt off in the stadium. He was fully dressed. He had his boots on. He's waiting for... And then there's a TikTok video of... It's not, a, it's not an Uber driver, I guess. It's like a, you know, a ride for the stars, like a, a, a chauffeur or whatever. 
And there's A.B. just chilling in the back. And the guy's, that's his driver, I guess, when he comes to New York or whatever. This story takes so many twists and turns. From a football perspective, Antonio Brown, who had the ankle injury, Antonio Brown, who missed three games because of a fake vaccination card, Antonio Brown, who is currently under um, investigation for sexual assault. Yes, that Antonio Brown played, had three or four catches, I think 26 yards in the first half, and then walks off the field. Why did he walk off the field? Here's Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians. He was very upset at halftime about who was getting targeted. Got that calmed down. Players took care of that. It started again on the sideline. We called for the personnel group that he had played in the entire game. He refused to go in the game. That's when I looked back and saw him basically wave off the coach. I then went back, approached him about what was going on. Uh, I ain't playing. What's going on? I ain't getting the ball. That's when I said, you're done. Get the F out of here. And that's the, that's the, that's the end of it. And uh, we are work, we are working on Carolina. That's the end of the story. And um, hopefully it ends today. You can't force a player to play. I mean, they, they have that choice. It's their body. And uh, he decided to play. He and Mike both were on pitch counts. All right. And um, we were trying to manage that as best we could in the first half. Mike is Mike Evans, who was coming back off a hamstring injury. So, from Arian's side of the ball, Arian's side of the story, A.B. didn't get the ball enough. From Antonio Brown's side of the story, in a Wednesday statement, Brown said, quote, he relented to pressure directly from my coach to playing injured because of the ankle. Despite the pain I suited up, the staff injected me with what I now know as a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFL Players Association has warned us against using, and I gave it all for my team. Brown said he stopped playing once he could no longer, quote, safely perform my playing responsibilities and called the pain extreme. Although he does not mention him by name, he says Arians tried to force him back into the game, and despite knowing about the injury... And that after that he had refused, the coach shouted, you're done. And he said, they're telling people that I walked off, then I was cut. No, I was cut, then I walked home is what he is saying. Well, Rick Stroud from uh, the Tampa Bay Times says, look, this is a tale of two different stories. There are obviously two versions of this story. And somewhere in there is the truth. But I, but, but I, I keep coming back to the fact that this guy has a history of kind of, you know, detonating... Um, his teams and the team that he's on and the guys that supposedly love him. And if you go to, you know, the locker room scene, I mean, there's a whole locker room that knows whether or not Antonio Brown um, was kind of ranting about not getting enough targets. A guy that's injured, uh, they can't play. Isn't somebody that's doing that. He had five targets. He had three catches, 26 yards. And then that continued onto the field, according again to Bruce Arians, when they asked him to go back on, onto the field under a certain personnel grouping. And he said, no, so Brown said that he was looking for medical attention and that an MRI revealed a broken bone fragment stuck in the ankle, the ligaments torn from the bone, and cartilage loss, which is beyond painful. As you heard, Bruce Arians, the head coach, said that there was never a point where Antonio Brown mentioned the injury. He said, quote, at no point during the game did he indicate to our medical personnel that he could not play. The team said, adding that Brown has not complied with multiple attempts to schedule an evaluation of his ankle this week. So they were trying to get the ankle checked out all week. According to, again, this is he said, she said, is all this is. One guy saying I was hurt and couldn't go in. The other guy saying, no, no, you were mad because you weren't getting the football. 
Here's the problem for Antonio Brown. Well, I think Antonio Brown has a lot of problems. But here's the problem for Antonio Brown. You're a known troublemaker. As I mentioned, Antonio Brown is currently under investigation for sexual assault. He's been under investigation for battery. We know what happened when he forced his way out of Pittsburgh. He made his way to uh, the Raiders. He wound up with those burnt feet. Remember that? The cryogenic burnt feet or whatever. Antonio Brown has a bad reputation. And so if, if you're going to ask me who I'm going to believe, Bruce Arians, whose judgment to bring in Antonio Brown I have questioned for two years now, but I digress. Am I going to trust he and Brady, or am I going to trust Antonio Brown? And I know Brady has a checkered, questionable history with Deflategate. I'm going to bring, I'm going to probably side with Bruce Arians, as opposed to Antonio Brown. So then there were some other, I mean, this, this story gets crazier, right? Tom Brady's trainer is expensive. It's $100,000 to get Tom Brady's trainer to work, you know, to work you out, to get you in shape or whatever. But he does it for Antonio Brown. Brown puts out on Twitter that he wants some of the money back. In a series of tweets, AB calls out Tom Brady for working with his trainer, Alex Guerrero, who's been his guy for a decade. In one tweet, listen to this. So Antonio Brown, in one tweet, shared text messages that he exchanged with Guerrero where the receiver asked the trainer to return $50,000 to him. He had paid him $100,000 but felt he should get half the money back because Guerrero, the trainer, didn't fulfill his end of the deal. Brown then ended the tweet by asking Brady how he can work with, quote, people like this. And if that's not enough, A.B. then directly called out Brady in a tweet, imagine your QB trainer charging you $100,000, then doing no work. Brown made it sound like Brady and Guerrero were planning to swindle the receiver out of $100,000. You know what the response was in an email from the trainer? His response was, I completely understand if you want to go a different direction, where can I send the money? So Brown is saying, I want the money back. They're trying to swindle me out of the money. And the trainer's over here like, no, it's fine. I'll give you your money back. Where should I send the money? Give me your Venmo. (laughs) Right? That's what he's trying to say. It gets juicier. Do I have time to get juicier or do I have to take a quick break? For a quick break? All right. It gets juicier. This is so good where it continues to go. Because now it moves to off-the-field drama and... You're going to get to hear Antonio Brown's new single. (laughs) We'll get to that next. You're listening to Wicket's World on 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. It's Wicket's World. My name is Mike Wicket. Happy Friday to you. Don't forget, Drake women's basketball tonight against Loyola Chicago. 530, Hunter Phillips with the call from the Windy City. Tomorrow, a 4 o'clock tip, Drake men play at Evansville. And then on Sunday, one o'clock, is a 1 o'clock tip on Sunday? Is that right? The Drake women are at Valpo, 1 o'clock tip, followed by Colts and Jags, and then Bills uh, taking on the Jets. So we're finishing up our conversation about Antonio Brown. We just talked about the, he wanted the ball more, he walked off the field, he claims he was injured, then there's the drama, he wanted to get his money back because Brady's trainer didn't take care of him the way that he thought he was going to. He was in an Uber. It gets better, all right? So, I've never been on OnlyFans.com. I've never paid for OnlyFans.com. But there is some smoking hot chick named Ava Louise 
who is on OnlyFans. She's an OnlyFans model. I guess, is that the new Instagram? I don't, I don't really know. She's 23 years old. She's, she's definitely hot, all right? Don't make me explain OnlyFans to you. Thank you. I know. I'm 40 and not cool, Kara. You're <laughs> young. Don't make me do it. You know what's going on. I don't want to do that. <laughs> so Ava, Ava Louise, spoke to the Daily Mail Saturday night, six days ago, one day before the Buccaneers and Jets game, the one that A.B. left. He snuck her into the hotel room. Now... Normally, I'd be like, eh, athletes sneaking chicks into the hotel. You know what they want to do. It's fine. They're rich. They're good looking. Women like those kinds of things. Whatever. But in the world of COVID, <laughs> right, for a guy who faked a vaccine card, allegedly, a guy who faked a vaccine card to sneak in an outsider, not just any outsider, all right, she went viral in 2020 for licking the lid of a toilet seat. I am not making any of this up. This woman did the coronavirus challenge on social media where she licked the lid of a toilet seat. And there's a video of her licking. That is, she is something. She's special. She's real special. So this is the chick that, that AB sends text messages to the night before a game the Buccaneers need to win. Sneaks her into the compound. You're not allowed to have anybody. The question is, how did security just let this woman walk in? There are there, the, the, She released all of the text messages. Uh, he said, what you want to do, babe? I got a game tomorrow. Tell me. Let your friends know you're gone because she was out with friends. He kept saying, I have money for you. I have a bonus for you. And I was like, what are you saying? I just thought that was weird. I thought, okay, I'll go see what this is about because it's Antonio Brown. Well, of course. It's the day before the Jets game. I'll go. So she snuck in the virus-free bubble that doesn't allow guests. There's a photo of her. She took a picture of the Weston where, the, where they were playing. Or where they were staying, I should say. He apparently goes on some rant about F the NFL. Talks about how he's crazy right now, which there's a lot of people talking about CTE. Uh, she writes, when we had sex, he wanted to film it and make a tape on my phone. He wanted me to put it out there on her OnlyFans page. I looked at him, and I'm like, are you being serious right now? He was. Again, I'm like, you're Antonio Brown. Why would you want that scandal? Are you... She put a... She took a photo. Smart, smart lady. I mean, good for her to, to look out for Antonio Brown. <laughs> when, when the toilet-licking OnlyFans star is your moral compass, you've got some problems, all right? <laughs> You really do. Um, he wants the controversy. He wants this attached to his name. She has no intentions of... Uh, she reportedly had no intentions of exposing Brown, but once she saw his behavior on the field, she got worried about his mental health. No, she wanted clicks on her OnlyFans page. That's what she wants. She wants clicks on her OnlyFans page. Quote, I had no intention of exposing Antonio Brown ever, but... Then I saw what happened, and I thought, oh, my God, I've seen events leading up to this breakdown. I'm involved. You're not involved, but whatever. I really couldn't understand half of what he, was, uh, what he said because he was mumbling. This man really did not seem okay. And then, the cherry on top of all of this. I mean, granted, the toilet-licking OnlyFans star might be my favorite part of this. So just quick run-through. 
Antonio Brown walks off the field. Coach says he wanted the ball and complained. He said he was hurt. There's drama with Brady's trainer. The toilet-licking OnlyFans star gets involved. And then to top it all off, the best story of the entire week, A.B. drops a rap single. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I'm kind of stylish. Lifestyle lavish. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. Run it. Run it. Style it. I'm from the pit, not the palace. I gotta run it. Style it. Hit on the gas, make you growl it. Jump in the coupe with no mileage. What'd you think, Kira? Does it get bad? I mean, this is the best story maybe ever, and I hate it every single second of it, but I can't stop. I can't stop taking it all in. Just feed me more. Uh, I, I have to level with everybody listening. Yeah. I'm not a sports person. Right. I'm a gossip person. <laughs> this is great. I knew this story was big because I... We have the three babies. They all nap at 2.30. Or 12.30, I should say. They nap at 12.30. So Sunday, last Sunday when this is all going down, my wife is out, I think, shopping. She was at Costco. She, My wife, who doesn't care about football at all, couldn't name six players in the NFL. That night says, so, how about that Antonio Brown? <laughs> what the hell? How do you know about Antonio Brown? You don't care about Antonio Brown. What are you talking about? Because she, like you, is all about gossip and <laughs> Twitter and clicks and likes and all of that stuff. So, I, I mean, I don't know. On a, on a serious note, I don't know if Antonio Brown has mental issues he has to work through. I think there are a lot of people that go back to a hit that he took from Vontez Perfect about six years ago, and they're going to say that he hasn't been the same since then. Other people have said, no, Antonio Brown has been a selfish bleep for his entire NFL career. But when he was at Central Michigan, and then when he got picked up by the Steelers in the draft as a, what, a sixth rounder or whatever, uh, you know, he forced his way out of Pittsburgh, gets in and out of New England, winds up with the Raiders, the burnt feet thing, winds up getting pulled into uh, to Tampa by Tom Brady, stays with Tom, like... He's crazy talented. It doesn't excuse or justify any of his behavior, but Antonio Brown is crazy talented. You know what this is? This is like his Britney moment. Yeah, but the problem for Antonio Brown is he's had a lot of Britney moments. Oh. And, but the fact that he can catch the football and run fast means you can have Britney moments, means you can fake a vaccination card, which means you can be under uh, investigation for sexual assault, which means you can demand that you get the ball walk off the field. I don't know how many more Britney moments he's going to be given. Um, I don't know how, if anybody, because he was officially released, I think, yesterday. I don't know if anybody is going to give Antonio Brown another chance. I don't know why you would give Antonio Brown another chance if Tom Brady who invited him into his house. He put him in his house down in Tampa, you know, his $24 million on-the-water ranch. If Tom Brady can't straighten you out, if the GOAT coming off a Super Bowl that you just won together can't keep you from screwing up, nobody can do it. Absolutely nobody can do it. I don't think Antonio Brown... Look, as the Packers fan, I wouldn't want Antonio Brown in Green Bay. Crazy talented, one of the best receivers the last 10 years. Easy, set all kind of receiving records when he was with Pittsburgh. I don't want him on my team. I don't want this drama. 
I don't need any of this drama. I don't want him complaining. I, I mean, if you're the Chiefs, no. If you're the Bills, no. Why would you want this guy in your locker room? I think Antonio Brown has just ended his NFL career. But I will not be surprised if some other team gives him a chance because, as we know, if you're an athlete, you get chance after chance after chance after chance after chance to do whatever you can. If you can catch the ball, if you can hit the ball, if you can throw the ball, if you can uh, run fast with the ball, if you whatever, if you can do any of that, you get chance after chance because you're a better person. No, it's because you can make money for the organization. Oh, okay. I don't know why I'm going to do this, but coming up in two minutes, I'm going to bring in my wife. She has requested that she come on the show today, Kira. She earned it, and you'll find out why next. Wicket needs a timeout. He'll be back soon. You're listening to 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. I, uh, I'm not excited about this part of the show, but 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. It's Wicket's World. I'm Mike Wicket. It's really my world. All right. So <laughs> my, my wife, Lee, is in studio. She works down the dial here in the mm-hmm. building. And mm-hmm. um, I just don't understand how you do a sports show in here with someone who can't win fantasy football. I thought you probably <sighs> needed someone on this show, Graham, who could give you a little inside scoop on all things hashtag FS. So my wife and I were in the, the, the building had the championship and mm-hmm. all the stations, Star and Laser and, you know, everybody in the building had KIOA. KIOA. I guess your Alert. station was represented because you were in the championship game against me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. How'd, um, go? How'd it go for you? I lost. I lost badly. I mean, it, it, it was, was an ass kicking. And it was, it was awesome. It was bad. Um, it was so awesome. So we had 360 entertainment points on the line right. because we, when the championship happens and it comes to the same house, it's like, oh, we got the money's going to, it goes to one bank right. account. We're not really, you know, or it's all going to diapers anyway, so mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah. So my, wa- <laughs> my wife says, let's put something else on the line. Mm-hmm. And so the winner of the championship in the Fantasy Football League was going to get 300 of the 360 entertainment points mm-hmm. and more importantly, a day to spend that 300 No parenting? No parent. Like, she would get, he would get a day off, one of us, the winner. And I was, my team was not nearly as good as hers, but wah, I said, eh, what wah, the hell? Wah. It'll be fine. Oh, I got crushed. I got absolutely smoked. So have you decided with your championship money, entertainment points, mm-hmm. uh, and what day you're going to go, what the plan is, because we have three, three two-year-olds. They mm-hmm. just, the twins just turned two. The oldest turns three later this month. Um, I will be taking care of all three of them for a day. What is your plan? Well, originally the deal was the person could leave at noon and then they got the rest of the day off. I'm asking if I can do a little time shift and if my day can start at, let's say, four or five in the afternoon and then I can carry over a couple hours for my hangover the next day. This is why you make contracts, folks. Yep. <laughs> this is why you write the rules down. Yep. So you want to go out and get drunk. Yep. What? <laughs> Sure do. Sure do. Um, do me a favor. Name four players on your fantasy team. Um, huh? <laughs> what? 
is why Listen. this is frustrating AF. First of right all, here. I'll tell you. I cannot mm -mm. stand this. Listen, people like you, you get to, you, you overanalyze, right? Like he was decimated by injury. You overthink all of the things if you just stick to the basics. Color of outfit. Is the name fun to say? Uniform. Back Do back. they have projected points that are high? If you just stuck to the things that mattered, you too could win like me. Get out of here. Get Go back to your KIOA and get out of my studio. I'm going to go start practicing for my day out drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, darling. I'm going to take this Griff bobblehead with me, or do you want to keep it? Brand new Griff bobblehead is out. Today's National Bobblehead Day. If you're watching on the, uh, you're watching on the video. Love you. Love you. Thank you, darling. I you still won. I know. I know. Okay. We're getting her a trophy, too. Yeah, we're getting her a trophy. It's got basically a unicorn pooping a rainbow with a football on the horn. Perfect, right? I mean, <laughs> God. But yeah, if you're watching on the video, you get to see this is a new Griff bobblehead. If you're a Drake fan, be listening. We may be giving this bad boy away. This thing's kind of cool, actually. It's the Bulldog wearing a, uh, a varsity jacket, the blue Drake varsity jacket. Looks kind of neat, doesn't it? It's kind of cool. All right. Uh, what do I got, three minutes? Do I have three minutes? Okay. Three minutes. I was expecting to have more time to talk about all these NFL games, but... We had so much fun talking about Antonio Brown and uh, Brett, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre. Where did that come from? Uh, tomorrow night, two great games. Kansas City is at Denver. Denver has nothing to play for except to be spoiler to their rival. Uh, Kansas City can still get the one seed. They need a little bit of help. I like Kansas City to go on the road and beat Denver. This is when you expect uh, Patrick Mahomes to step up. I mean, his first ever start was Week 17. Now we're in week 18, but back we only played 17 games. His first ever start was at Denver, and he had a really good game then. You expect the same now. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out of this one. Uh, also, Dallas and Philly tomorrow. I like Philly in the upset, honestly. Both teams can get better with wins in the NFC playoffs. Philly right now is the 7. The 6 is yet to be determined. It could be either San Francisco or New Orleans. Uh, Dallas could either be the two, three, two seed, three seed, or four seed and host a playoff game. They will host because they were a division winner. Philadelphia is going to go on the road. Uh, I, I kind of like Philly at home. Dallas is, to me, one of those teams where half the time they look great and half the time they look mediocre. Uh, Green Bay is at Detroit. Green Bay has nothing to play for except to get Rodgers the MVP. He doesn't even need to be spectacular. All the starters will start for Green Bay. Uh, I don't expect many to play in the second half. Feels like a preseason game. The Bears are playing at the Vikings. Nobody cares. Tennessee is at Houston. Tennessee right now in the driver's seat with the number one seed against a bad Houston team. I definitely expect Tennessee to, to win this. And have you seen the videos of King Henry back and working out? They said it was a six. I'm sorry, a nine to eleven week injury. Here we are in week ten since the foot injury. If they get Derrick Henry back and Antonio Brown, or I'm sorry, if A.J. Brown can stay healthy and Tannehill can get the ball in the right spots, Tennessee has a great shot to go to the Super Bowl. And Mike Vrabel should get some serious Coach of the Year consideration for keeping that team together while they wait for their MVP, Derrick Henry, to get back. New Orleans is at Atlanta. New Orleans wins, and they are in the postseason. Uh, there's, you know, the New Orleans, San Francisco, those two teams... San Francisco, who do they, I don't even know who they played this week. I did not uh, bring that one up. I'll get to that here in just a second. 
Seattle is at Arizona. Arizona needs to win to stay in their current spot in the postseason, in the playoffs. The 49ers are at the Rams. Awesome rivalry. I don't know what to make of the Rams, man. I don't know what to make of Matt Stafford. How are you in the top five in the NFL in quarterback rating and also lead the NFL in pick sixes? And then the big one Sunday night, Chargers, Raiders, winner is in, assuming the Colts beat the Jaguars, a game you'll hear on Saturday, Sunday, right here on ESPN Des Moines. All right. Are we done? Are we out? Should I? Should I? Oh, God. You want to get out with this, huh? Thanks to Kira for keeping us on the air. Thanks to you for listening. My wife for joining us. Thanks for watching. Don't forget Drake Women tonight. Hunter Phillips has the call. 5.30 in Loyola, Chicago. Coming up tonight here on ESPN Des Moines. All right, that is it. Have a great weekend. We'll do it again next week.